get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. What is going on, my friend? How you doing? Not too much, man. Uh, we just wrapped up recording an episode of the Zelda cast. Yeah. Which I don't know if I was stealing your thunder revealing that, but we just nope. did that. So, um, yeah, I was a little more low-key for that one. Now I feel like I'm ready to, I'm ready to talk some Metroid, so I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. It's been, uh, it's been a nice weekend, nice and chill. Um, got some little gaming to do, a little apartment cleaning to do. The weather, it was, it was warm recently. Like it was like 80 or 90 degrees recently. And then it like got super cold again. And it was like kind of 40, 50 ish, yeah. not super cold, but you know, drastically colder. And now it's been like slowly creeping its way back up here where I am in the Northeast. Uh, so yeah, not doing too bad. Been making sure I get all my allergy medicine in me because my allergies been, Oh my God, uh, man. I've been, yeah, I know. Dying, I know, you know, dying. I know, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm yeah. Otherwise I've been doing good. Doing all right. Uh, I can't, I can't remember. You got, you got three New York teams in the Stanley cup playoffs yes. right now, yes. but, I, but I can't remember yes. which one is, your team. I don't think it's Jersey, right? Even though you live in Jersey. No, I'm a Jersey. I'm a Devils fan. Yeah. So were you, I, I thought you were an I thought Islanders is like your, so, your top. So, well, first of all, yeah, it's great to be a New York, New Jersey sports fan at the moment across many different sports. But yeah, specifically for hockey. So I grew up a Devils and an Islanders fan because I was a Devils fan because I was a Marty Brodeur guy. I, was, yeah. I grew up playing goalie. He was, you know, I looked up to him. But I lived on Long Island, so I went to Islanders games. So I was also an Islanders fan. Mm. If I had to choose between them, like if they were playing each other, I root for the Devils. But, okay. you know, separately, like I like them both. If the Devils lose to the Rangers, screw the Rangers. If the Devils lose, I'm rooting for the Islanders. But the Islanders, I think they're not looking great. It's tough. Islander, I don't I, think they look I, I think all either. of them are at uh, are at two to one right now, I think. So it's not like it's not doing too bad, dude. At least your team is in the playoffs. The, My team is not. I, I mean, yeah, but like the devil. I mean, yeah, the last game. I think uh, Hurricanes Islanders. 
was 5-2 the Devils game. That was a 5-1, 5-2 back earlier this week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 3-1 Carolina right now against the Islanders, which not that's, a big fan of. That's tough. That's and tough. And then Devils Rangers is only 2-1. Oh, Devils won yesterday. Oh, oh, yeah. I got to uh, Okay. I I didn't catch that game. Um oh, I should have watched that. I watched the, the previous two games mm-hmm. and I didn't watch yesterday's game, of course. Um Okay, they won an OT. That's great. Okay, well, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen that, but <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we're in it. So we're in it. Yeah. So it's not over just yet. It's not. It's not Jover, but still got some work to do. But yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, I don't think I can't remember a time when all the teams. I can't remember a time when the Devils, Rangers, and Islanders have all been in the playoffs uh, in nope. forever, and especially a Devils Rangers playoff game. I mean, the fact that we might see, let's say the Islanders beat the Hurricanes, the fact that we could potentially see an Islanders versus Rangers or Islanders versus Devils round two playoff game is actually crazy to me and something I might not have to, I might not be able to miss. I'm going to have to maybe get tickets for that. But yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. in the hockey world. Uh, excited. Hopefully the Devils bring it back. It's pretty disappointing over uh, in this neck of the woods. Our team missed the playoffs. Our GM left us. Uh, it's, it's no good over here. It's tough. It's a tough time to be a Calgary Flames fan. And you've got That's Connor rough. McDavid up in Edmonton. It just, I hope. I would even see the Leafs win before I would see the Oilers win. That's how much I dislike the Oilers. But uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's that's what's going on in the world of hockey. It is good to be a New York <laughs> hockey fan right now. I'm sure it is. you're it's eating good, well. Man. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I I'm gonna look at the recap after this this show and then look forward to the next game yeah um well yeah so if you if you are uh, a listener only of omega metroid uh you should check out the zelda cast which uh, will be released by the time that you're listening to this uh dak and lilith stopped by to fill in for uh my co-host allison who is away and we had a cool conversation just about kind of like zelda in general but obviously focus in a little bit on on tears of the kingdom and you know we were we were I felt like uh, such a Debbie Downer because you're like, you know, <laughs> what do you think about this game? Like, ah, it's, it looks OK. Like, what do you think about this game? Ah, I think it looks all right. <laughs> but but like that's that's kind of the thing is like so I, I myself like I felt like that for the last like couple months now because like, like yeah, like there 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 is something missing from Tears of the Kingdom. Like and I, I think we all kind of feel it or like all kind of, you know, like I think you use the word X factor. Like what what does it have that gives it that like. Mm, like that that's what i need to and and i think it was yeah. missing that for a long time and and if you were to tell me that it's still missing that i wouldn't even necessarily disagree with you because it's just it's been a weird 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 road to get to this game which comes out in about three weeks so um yeah i i think and maybe i didn't get this across in the show and i hope i did i think it was more so for me too is that i think it needs that little thing to push me over the edge because i'm still not convinced like is it gonna have awesome dungeons is it gonna have yeah. an awesome story you know so like yeah if it had those things and those were clear to me i'd be like i'm all set i'm in but there are some things i'm still not keyed into just yet so i I'm, i didn't think that anything you said was like unfair or or like like debbie downer i like i i admit i kind of felt that way for the last couple weeks too just being constantly just like oh like what what's going on with this game when are we gonna see something when are we gonna know something and uh yeah. You know the, that the last trailer went a long way towards uh, correcting that, but mm-hmm. but you know still I I think th- there's definitely questions that need to be answered. Like are dungeons coming back, or do you have to do shrines again, or Koroks back? Like it's questions that probably should get answers are are clearly not going to now up until the game comes out. So yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, check that out if you want uh, if you want our thoughts on that. Okay, so we're talking about 
how good New York hockey fans have been eating lately. How about how good Metroid fans have been eating lately? Because I, I think Ooh, that we're still riding good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still on the upward trend here, I feel like. And, uh, you know, Metroid Prime Remastered, even still Metroid Dread a little bit. But uh, Metroid Fusion, which we, we kind of haven't spent as much time talking about uh, because we did a whole slew of episodes on Metroid Fusion for its 20th anniversary back in December. But mm-hmm. um, we're going to revisit Metroid Fusion today and do uh, we're going to jump back into the world of mapping Metroid, which is um, a favorite of mine here on this show because we really get to go like in-depth, granular into some of these areas that on the surface level might not have a whole lot going on to them. But, you know, once you peel back the layer, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. And uh, Metroid Fusion is certainly no different in that regard. And uh, today on the docket, we got what might be my favorite sector, actually, Sector 4. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So, obviously, as we all know, Metroid Fusion re-released on the Nintendo Switch back in March on the expansion pass mm-hmm. right so and now it's available for even more people who uh and i'm interested I would, it would be interesting to see like how many people actually jump into fusion who have never played before or maybe you know are picking up at the first I, time i know of, of, of at least a few people yeah and then just in general like how many people are buying it or playing it on on nintendo switch but yeah fusion's been out for the switch for about a month I think around a month ish. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it makes sense for us to jump back into fusion. Obviously we, we dealt with, with Metroid prime remastered. And then we, we talked about Metroid two. We did a little retrospect for a little bit. We've talked about the movie. You did some music talk. We've, we've, we jumped around here and there since then. And mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really, we talked about Metroid fusion, like you said, along the anniversary, but we never really jumped into fusion again. Once it got re-released on the switch. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a good, uh, a good, I guess, opportunity to jump back into per- my personally my favorite 2D Metroid game. Mm. So I'm excited to, to talk about it again and to do a mapping Metroid, as you said, for one of you know another favorite of my you know sections, a favorite of yours, yeah, uh, a great section overall, one of the better in the games. So yeah, excited to jump into this and excited to uh, talk about some Metroid Fusion because now both Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime. My two favorite Metroid games are now on the Nintendo Switch, which is uh, which is awesome. Which so is why not talk about one of them? Um, yeah, I I was actually thinking. So I just said that this is one of my favorite sectors, and I was I was almost wondering like, is this my favorite? And and I think we in the Discord uh, we posted a couple weeks ago. We were kind of ranking the sectors, and I and I feel like most of them, like I feel like there's not like a clear runaway best one and a clear runaway worst one. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but like. I think that this, if it's not my favorite, would probably be my second favorite. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that, but um, which I guess we'll dive into here. But I, I don't know. What, what would you... Do you think this one is like your your upper echelon of the sectors, top, maybe towards the bottom? Do you think that that's true? Like they're, I feel like they're all kind of on like almost the same tier. Maybe there's one that's like lower than the others, but like I feel like the fusion sectors are mostly fairly similar. Yeah, I... I... You can make an argument that like the the ship itself is like a, a sector, mm. and maybe that isn't up to par with like, which I don't agree with. But like maybe you could argue that. Yeah, I definitely think all the sectors there really isn't like a standout like really bad one or really good one. I think they're all really solid sectors. I do yeah. think this is one of the better ones though. I also like the uh, the the Nocturne one. I forgot which sector that is. Specifically. Sector six, yeah, that sector that one's six, yeah. that one's cool. That's a really cool one. That's one of my favorite ones. And then, like, maybe, like, 
maybe sector three might be on the lower end for me, but maybe not. I'm not like, I don't think there are any of ones that like, Oh yeah, that one's on the lower end for me, right. but they're definitely more standout ones than others. But even then I think all of them are so good in a group that it's hard to necessarily pick one or like, I never, I never really thought about like, which one is necessarily my, my favorite. I love the ice one as well. Yeah. Um, I was about to I jump would. on you there for a second when you said sector three, because I was going to say, I think if I were to rate any of them, maybe slightly towards the end, it would be sector three for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, like they are like, not to say that they're same like gameplay wise, like they're not, but like the, in terms of quality wise, like I feel like they're all pretty, like they're all really, they're all really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. all really good. And this is definitely a really good one. And I'm glad that we're jumping into this one. I would love to go into the all i I hope eventually we get to do all the sectors yeah oh i think we will Um, including the main deck which is an underrated part of metroid fusion 2 um Mm -hmm. but yeah so okay well let's let's hit it let's talk about sector 4 which is the aqua sector and um i guess we'll we'll kind of start as we usually do with just the layout of of this area and the first thing that immediately comes to my mind is this sector is very unique in that it is the only sector that you start and you go from right to left, which doesn't seem like that big of a departure, but like when when every single other sector, you go start from left to right. Whereas this one just immediately feels a little bit more unique and a little bit more, I guess like disorientating almost in a way because of the different direction that you're going. So it like immediately without doing anything, it stands out right away. Yeah. So, well, the right to left aspect for sure. I think honestly, probably the, the, the part that stands out to me the most is how sectioned off it is because you have the upper half and the lower half. One is obviously full of water. The other one isn't, but you Mm -hmm. also have an entire second, like you're trying to lower the water at first just to like get rid of the electrified part of the water. Right. Yeah. And then you're actually getting into like the lower bottom area, which is almost like a big fish tank really, Um, which gives you some really awesome visuals there. So yeah, I like the right to left aspect. It definitely kind of feels like you're getting to like another corner of the ship almost, even though all the sectors are on like a rotator. So mm-hmm. I guess that's not really the case, like rotating around like that central spine of the station, but yeah, or the ship. But yeah, um, that's definitely a cool aspect of it. Um, the right to left part and then the section, like just the sectioning of how the electrified water and the overall like entirely submerged part of the map kind of gives you a layered adventure there because you got to go at it in different ways eventually mm. you come back into it from sector five and that's how you get into like the fish tanky kind of part of area of the area so that's really cool as well which fusion does great like i love how it in, like it intertwines all the different sectors with like the 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 hidden parts of the map that you end up exploring and sector four has parts of that with the you know underneath fish tank area yeah but yeah, the right to left part is cool too. I love the overall layout layout of it. And in those kinds of ways, they did a really good job of making this area feel more unique to like Meridia and the wrecked ship from mm-hmm. Super Metroid, which are similar, obviously, because they're they're water-based from the previous game, but they, they did a good job with Sector 4 making it feel unique and not kind of a copy paste of those. I, I think so too. And I think the thing that really sticks out for me making it unique is like I think you immediately kind of think of Meridia the first time that you play this, or at least you do if you've played Super Metroid first. I'm thinking about when I played it the first time it came out. And Meridia is kind of like dark, dank, like muddy, whereas whereas Sector 4 is like very bright and very vibrant and very 
like I almost want to say like happy looking. Like it's it's got like some really bright colored coral leaf. Okay, it, it looks interesting. It just looks like really. It looks really cool and like really just like tropical. It's mesmerizing. Almost. I think yeah. to me, mesmerizing is a great word for it because you have like you have that first like the, the main upper area like that awesome like metallic kind of background you see the big wires going up along it mm-hmm. and then when you get to like towards the more underneath parts especially like the fish tank area and you can see those big coral reefs in the background which is yeah. great which i love by the way those areas and so, some of them have like these big blocks in the way but a lot of them are just like these see-through like tank areas almost where you just have this metallic like metal geometric kind of rectangular edge to the room to kind of sh- essentially the outline of the room with this huge like coral reef background in the in, in, you know setting in the backdrop looks awesome looks yeah. great it, it's absolutely beautiful and yeah it, it matches up to super metro which has those like classic backgrounds that are so just i, I so think, mesmerizing i think this is the probably like the just in terms of like sprite work uh game boy graphics like i i think sector four is probably like that coral part is probably the best looking portion of the game arguably like it just it looks so Definitely vibrant and so just alive it looks very very cool and it's a it's a kind of a stark contrast to like like you mentioned like the metallic kind of straightforward path that you take at the very beginning of the sector mm-hmm. when you get to the pump control room so I, I think that's like it's really cool how like you can like almost peel back the layers and like the bottom half is almost hidden it's almost like you're not supposed to get there um yeah and of, and of course you you do get there which is also unique because I want to say that uh, the lower level is the first level or the first section in Metroid Fusion, really, that you need to get to from another sector. Mostly, I guess yes. you could say you kind of well, when the the foliage happens, you kind of get yeah, to the, the main vegetation. deck or from yeah. yeah from the main deck to sector two. But like this one, it just it feels like very like hidden off, and that's kind of the part of the game too where you start to really deviate from the path that Adam sends you on and explore. A little bit more for yourself so it's it's very cool thematically and it's cool how they like work that layout wise into like the story too I, i've always really liked that about it yeah the the visual storytelling and there's a lot of that in this sector just beyond this too but how they yeah the peeling back of the layers is so perfect like you're, you're clearly not supposed to be in this area mm-hmm. and you kind of like it's almost a little bit of a, a twist too because at the beginning you're like okay my objective here is to like lower the water get rid of the electrified water so i can progress but in actuality there's even a layer beneath that that you end up having to get through which you come back to later and that different intertwining of paths that you take through all these sectors fusion just flourishes with that so really love that little bit of it and yeah I, it's it kind of gives you that that feeling of you're eventually going to get to some areas where you're going to uncover stuff that you weren't expecting to see like at a first glance. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what this area is about because the two different areas look so different. Like one is so uh, man-made and, and artificial. And the other one, even though it is artificial, it looks so natural. It has this fish tanky, like kind of real coral leaf aspect to it, which is literally what it is. It essentially is a fish tank for them yeah. to like work with all of these, you know, marine organisms, which we'll talk about later. And you get to kind of traverse that, which which is a fun take on it, too, because like, you know, we talked about Meridian, the wrecked ship, like, OK, you go through your classic like um, ship, uh, you know, watery area. You have like a ship that's crash landed, which is cool. It's kind of like spooky in nature. And this one, it's like, OK, we're recreating. You're literally just going through like an aquarium, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice little spin on that. So 
um yeah i really like how it has those layers it has a, even within the sector has very distinct and diverse sections and subsections of it that lend to not only making the area feel more diverse but also you know uh contributing to the overall storytelling of the game yeah it's i think of, of any sector in metroid fusion it's very much the one that's like it feels like there's almost like two separate parts of it like the the aesthetic in most of the other sectors more or less stays sort of the same uh with with some deviations here and there maybe sector one is the uh outlier there but like i feel like this one like really like has like two very distinct parts which which gives it a little bit more legs i guess for me too and a little bit makes it a little bit more interesting um i actually feel like that's a strength that a lot of the sectors in in the game have um there are a lot of i mean even like with the vegetate like the whole sequence with like the huge vegetation like how it goes from just like having uh an area that's like greener and like more mossy and just like covered with vines like you're getting deeper and it goes to like this moldy like gross like undergrowth area like i I feel like every part of the game kind of lends to sending you to different areas that grow as you progress through them even when you're dealing with the, the the box um robot right how it like destroys sections of the map that you end up traversing through the sax does the same thing uh fusion does a really good job overall of keeping each area feeling dynamic and changing over time either through just being like a layered area or literally actual changes in the game happen to it in order for you to traverse it differently. Even with like the elevator sequence earlier in the game where you have to go through the main deck because mm-hmm. the power goes out, right? Like that just gives you another way to explore the same areas and see how they grow and, and evolve because the story is progressing. And that's a really awesome element of the game that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, no disagreement there. Uh, all right, let's talk about some of our favorite rooms in mm. in Sector Four. And like, I feel Ooh. like Ooh, um, I have one. Do you? Go okay, ahead, you go first. No, 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 you go first. Okay, okay. Well, I want to talk about visual storytelling. Uh, the room just before you get into the Saris X boss fight room is that tank area where you go through the the bones. You see Saris's bones right there, and I love I love that room. It's obviously it's not like a crazy room or anything, but. It's a nice little bit of storytelling there where you're like, oh, that was the actual Ceres. And you're going to go fight this like reincarnation of it, this like this corrupted version of it. And you see the bones right there and then you actually face off against the thing. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little like payoff setup and payoff moment. Really awesome. And kind of lends again to what we were just talking about, the overall like visual storytelling that Fusion does really well, especially in this part of the game. I totally agree. I was going to bring that up when we talked about Saris, but like that, it's a, it's yeah. such a cool moment. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it kind of drives home the fact. And, and I think it's like really one of the first times that this really drives home that like the actual creature itself is, is dead and it's long dead. And like everything you fight on here is dead. It's yep. just that they are like ex parasites. And I think that like seeing the bones of Saris, like really kind of drives at home. Cause it, cause he's like an earlier boss in the game more or less and they you know like you you see arachnus but you don't see really a whole lot of evidence of like the real arachnus or anything like that you've seen ridley but the cutscene where he kind of dissolves hasn't happened yet so like i just i thought it was like such a cool moment where you know you see the bones you're just like is he like is is he dead like what's going on here like am i home free and of course you're not um so i love that i love um just the 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 metroid you know purist in me i love uh, a good glass tube like i it makes me smile mm. every single time when you're in the bottom of the aquarium and you're going through the glass tubes and uh 
you know, just, just makes me think of Meridia, makes me think of Metroid Prime, makes me think, like, it's just something about it that it's like, uh, it's like a proud tradition in Metroid now, just to have these, like, random glass tubes that, that show up, so I, I really love that. Um, and one more room that, that sticks out for me, obviously, uh, because it's the, the first thing that you do in this sector, but, like, the pump control room, I, I think is a pretty cool... Mm. It's it's really more like a hallway actually than a room itself because like you're you're on a straight path to get there but like the way that you have to like deviate and and go off course and I and I want to say too this is the first time that Metroid Fusion like when you're playing the game and you have your map you're you know when you're in a, a blue part of the map that's where you're supposed to be and a green part is like the secret area and I think this is one of the first times where like you have to go into the green secret areas in order to actually get to where you're going so I I really like that too I mean the room itself looks cool but like it's uh, it, it's pretty neat to like, you know, see how Fusion kind of teaches you again a little bit earlier in the game. Like, no, 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 no. Like, yes, Adam's gonna tell you where to go, but like, you have to go and find how to get there. Absolutely, and those callbacks to the tubes, I feel like are, are the references with the tubes. I feel like are callbacks like straight up to to Meridia, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they almost feel like just dropped right in yeah. from that, which I think is great. And there's even one I think where. I think it's either a power bomb one or just a straight up um a regular morph ball bomb but it drops you into this little like drop the, the in pit tank. of death yeah with that which has an expansion down there i think a missile expansion yeah. it has a uh aqua pirate or aqua's abusing whatever it is and i remember i always remember that room that's it that was one i was going to bring up a distinct mm-hmm. i was going to bring there. that up too yeah um there's that one there's also the one when I think it's when you first enter the area. Um, there's one room where there's an ex- a missile tank expansion all the way in the far right. I think it's below a save station, and there's a bunch of those enemies. I forget what they're called, but they throw those like fire, like flames, like like yeah. tongues of fire at you. I know. What and there's like destructible blocks, and it's like a long hallway that you gotta like jump through and like blast the destructible blocks, jump over, mm-hmm. avoid these things um that that room always sticks out to me because i always remember as a kid running through that room and hating it it, and it's a tough room to do hit by those things yeah like that uh, was always a memorable room to me and, and you can choose to get the expansion later when, when you have uh, a better beam and and the room is fine at that point but like before then it it is tough i always there's like before, i always went first oh try. me too because yeah, there's to. there's got to be like one two three four five and they're like they take a couple charge shots each in order to uh, to defeat those enemies, and I'll, I'll try and look up what what they are. But yeah, I remember that room very distinctly, actually. Yeah, and the blocks are like kind of an awkward position to, to yeah. get into. Yeah. Um, and then there's one more room. I have one more room I, I wanted to point out specifically. There's one where I want to say it's in the bottom half of the of the map. It's where you have four different morph ball like paths to go through mm-hmm. and like you would bomb each one if you have a power bomb you can clear all of them but you drop in you have little different paths to go through yeah i always remember the first time i ever did that because i don't think i either had the power bomb yet or i just didn't do it i was like manually checking each one and like the right one was the r- last one i picked or whatever it is of course yeah. and that that whole area actually i think in my earlier playthroughs as a kid i found to be difficult was like the the bottom part of, of sector four like the fish tank area and like a lot of those enemies were in awkward areas it's a very tight and claustrophobic um area with like weird like shaped rooms and an architecture and like natural elements jutting out like there's that like one climb room it's like a big column um that has like rocks jutting out into it 
it like that area I found to be kind of more difficult as a kid. So I always remember that area specifically mm. as from sector four, even from, from fusion is just be, especially with like all the weird looking enemies in it, like all the, like the weird, like, like deep sea looking creatures that you're like, like crawling around, like just had some weird vibes to it. Always stood out to me in this game and especially these areas for sure. Uh, you know, another thing that comes to my mind too, um, in that area that you're talking about, which which also makes it difficult to traverse, is there's like, I, I don't know what you'd call them exactly, but it's almost like invisible like walls or like wall or a passageway where there's a, there's a sprite there. Yes, you can't see. You're you supposed to go it. through, yeah. but it doesn't look like it. Yes, yes. Wh- yeah. Which is a which is a huge callback to Meridia because those are everywhere in Meridia, mm. uh, which makes it again very difficult to traverse, but. It's not it's not as intense in in sector four, but there's there's definitely some times where like you have to roll through somewhere that and it looks like you cannot roll through it. So it, it yeah, does make navigation confusing. There's even one I think it's like a vertical drop, but that there's a little ledge there that you can't see and you have to yeah. move ball like and catch it and roll in. And I remember distinctly looking for that for a long time the first time, and finally finding that. Yeah. Oh. Good times, good times. Uh, another another prominent room as well in here. This is this is where you unlock level four. This is where you unlock, uh, you know, the last the last of the doors that are that are holding you back from getting to, you know, all of the ship's secrets. Which uh, you know the ship has many secrets. So um, pretty cool. Uh, and and again, we kind of mentioned it earlier too. But like uh, the cool thing about the level four lock room is like you you have to come from sector five, which I think makes it even more engaging because like you're, you're really not supposed to find it and adam clearly does not want you unlocking level four locks and it does feel pretty rewarding when when you can get there and uh you know i i guess it's a good time to mention too but like um you can also and this this maybe is more so in the lore side of things but like once you what is it before you get the the level four locks or after either way so like you can unlock the the secret scene as well and and get that uh that oh, hidden yeah. Easter egg scene with Adam and the the mystery man conversing about Samus's shine sparking mm-hmm. abilities and and all that fun stuff. Um, so, which is pretty cool as well. I mean, it also gives a little bit of extra cachet to to Sector Four and, and makes me at least spend a lot more time than I usually would in that sector trying to like get the shine spark, get the shine spark. Don't you know? Don't die. Don't not here. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 an awesome sector full of like very cool rooms. Um, lots for such a small like for such a small sector it really does have like a lot of i think quite memorable locations to it yeah Uh, speaking of that that security room there which unlocks the level four doors i was just thinking about this before we went live like how does that room like even get there and like how do you access that normally you know like (laughs) like imagine you're like the guy who's working on the bsl and you're like we got to go to that room and you gotta like put on your like deep sea diving equipment in order mm, to get yeah. to the security room like it's when you think about it from a logical perspective like it's that would be the worst one to get to and, and then i think eventually now with all like i mean uh, literally you have to you would have to swim through like actual fish tanks unless there's some room or doorway or hallway that can get you there in which case i wonder why samus didn't take it but like i would hate to be the person who like installed that room or had to like maintain it before all of this went down because it is in quite the inconvenient location on the ship. 
that that's saying that's putting it mildly for sure uh so yeah. i just fact checked myself as well so you do you do unlock this after getting level four uh security lock unlocked but, but you have to do it before you get the diffusion missiles which happen kind of right after the other so you got to do it like right there right then and okay i think it's probably the hardest shine sparking puzzle in metroid like just in general like i can't think of a single shine spark puzzle that is more difficult than this one and the most worthwhile I mean, I, I think. think so. I think, yeah. Like, you don't, you know, I've, I've kind of said this before on on the show, but it's like, there does come a point where it's like, do I really need that last missile? Do I really need the last <laughs> power bomb? Like, probably not. But like, for, for such a unique reward where it's just like, this is something, hmm. the reward is unlike anything you've seen in Metroid. So it makes, you know, the, the puzzle that precedes it feel appropriate. That's that's interesting because I feel like between the two of us, you've always been more of the completionist yeah. when it comes to Metroid. But since Metroid Prime Remastered came out, I've done two hundred percent runs on it, and now I feel like anytime I play the game, I have to go. If I'm not going to for, for a speed run, I have to hundred percent it. So now, if, when I would, I didn't do it on this my last playthrough, but like I feel like just because of like time constraints, but. Mm-hmm. If I next time I play Fusion, like I'm gonna go for 100, percent and it's interesting that now I'm just more interested in completing Metroid games 100, percent just like that interest has been revitalizing me. Whereas you are now saying, "Oh, I don't care about early completion. Like I don't really need to like go and get that last one." Well, um, n- no, it, in it's, this scenario, it's not that. Like I, I still I'm gonna 100 percent basically any Metroid game I play, but there there comes a point where like you're you're doing that. You're doing it to get 100% rather than because you need yeah. like a missile or you need a power bomb, right? Like, and I think yes, that like yes. the more like the more unique the rewards are, um, the more it's just like it kind of drives you beyond oh. just like ha- wanting to get 100%. Which I mean, that like, there's I usually agree. rewards for getting 100%, so like that can kind of drive you in and of itself. But that's a very nice reward, and I feel like yeah. it'd be cooler if they put that they put some more of that in the games of like okay it's not just you get some bonus art but like maybe you get like an, an extra cutscene or or yeah. like they've done the extra cutscene before like you get like an extra an extra extra cutscene not just a post credits one or you get like extra dialogue or whatever it is more stuff like that yeah um, I, like i've kind of suggested before like like instead of like your your 50th missile expansion like maybe maybe take a page out of like axiom verge's book and like instead of like a, a missile expansion it's like a a I don't know, mm. a hidden collect, like a book for lack of better word. Right. That, like Extra you can read. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, um, which cool. I think would be cool. Um, yeah. So we're kind of on the topic of lore already. So obviously, uh, you know, the, the shadowy commander who we, we really never do figure out what this guy's deal is. I think, I think he's supposed to be that guy we saw in Metroid other M like the metal gear solid looking guy at the end of the game. I'm not sure though. I yeah. hope one day we figure out who that shadow man was. I mean, apparently this is just some, you know, offshoot bsl thing it isn't or or a galactic federation thing yeah but that is a specific individual would be cool to find out who that is i agree um and it's the first time if you i mean you you might suspect that uh the galactic federation has ulterior motives here but i think it's the first time if you're able to actually like get to there that it's like plain as day that there's something something far uh, more sinister than what uh maybe meets the eye here um, other than that, I feel like there's there's not really like a whole lot of different lore. We talked about the Ceres bones, um, and just beyond like the actual structure itself, which is obviously a, a marine 
uh, aquatic testing area um, in and of itself. So mm -hmm. th there's not, I would say that there's not like a whole lot of like individual lore to the Metroid fusion sectors because they mostly just tie into just the general ship as a whole. I don't know if you think that's fair or not, but. Um, I think in terms of lore, it's pretty like low in terms of story. Yeah. There's definitely some good storytelling here. Um, so obviously this is the first, uh, yeah, well you have like, okay, this is the first time we're kind of really seeing them be a bit more shady, but you can also tell that this is the first time that, or one of the first times that they're really like, Oh, there's something to this like X parasite thing. Like we can really use this. Mm. Um, at the beginning when you enter the area for the first time adam is like hmm like the x really seem to have a high degree of intelligence like these are seem to be like coordinated efforts by the sax to intentionally damage the ship because the sax is creating a ruckus in sector four which allows saris to run wild and do additional damage adam i think specifically says that like a lot of the damage here is done by the sax but saris is doing you know helping out right um so there's that aspect of the story and obviously your goal here is to, to take care of that and like yeah. stop the Saris from destroying any more of the ship. Um, aside from that, obviously the Federation is breeding and like raising marine life for whatever reason. But it seems like to some extent they seem to be breeding um, some forms of life for the same reason they would breed the Metroids for some kind of biological warfare, I would think. Mm -hmm. Because Saris exists right there. And... Saris could be some big thing that they could use as like a weapon, a non-Metroid biological weapon, especially if it has speed booster, uh, you know, capabilities, because it seems through the, S the Saris X that it has some natural speed booster, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of thing is interesting where the Federation, there's that implication that the Federation is going more into just general biological warfare outside of um, experimenting with, with Metroids. So there's that. Um and you know that they were working on potentially multiple Saris because there's a breeding tank, which right. I think we see and Adam mentioned specifically. So we know that either that Saris was potentially not the first one and there could have been more either on board or elsewhere. So you know that there was also that. So they're, they're definitely getting up to they're trying to really get as much juice for the squeeze as they can with this their experimental laboratorial like ship. Like they're not just experimenting on Metroids, they're experimenting on all different kinds of stuff to see what clicks, what works. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a nice little like I don't think that's really kind of before that. Like no one's really like if anyone's doing biological warfare is really basically like around Metroids. Or phasing specifically, right? Like not just to necessarily, and then I guess other M, I guess kind of touches on this, but other M is just you know copying fusion. So, um, but I thought that aspect was interesting. So those are kind of the two main threads that are there. And also Adam mentions that Saris is a valuable specimen. So that's another kind of part that mm -hmm. Saris was clearly something they were trying to breed for. I would assume biological warfare reasons. It it seems too like they were very interested in Ceres because it it had an ability that kind of mimicked one of Samus's own abilities with like the the speed booster which mm -hmm. it kind of seems like over the course of this game like you you find out that like it seems like the the Galactic Federation is very interested in in almost building their own Samus or like getting those abilities to to create their own version of Samus so they're, they're well, less that's why that 
SIXs probably yeah. so appealing to them because like, look at this, we can breed, we can clone our own Samuses, right? Mm-hmm. It's cloning itself. That's great. Like how like and this one doesn't talk saw... back or think for itself or it doesn't talk back, doesn't think for itself, clones itself. Yeah. You know, like they were probably like, wow, we hit the jackpot. This is great. So no wonder they wanted it so badly. And I'm sure they were already well on their way, like you said, to looking for ways to do that before the ex-parasite kind of plopped on on their lap. Though it is interesting that like the Federation, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Would the Federation have known about the ex-parasites before all of this? I mean, it it was implied no, because they... It kind of depends on how much time you you think happens between Samus getting that surgery and then everything going wrong on the BSL because it doesn't seem like a lot of time passes. So then, right? Th- maybe they only have like a small leadway, but they probably have at least a couple days to kind of figure out that the X are, you know, a thing and, and are could be utilized. I'm not even talking. I'm just talking about the grand story of Metroid, right? Like. The Chozo well, created the Metroid specifically to deal the, with the ex-parasites, right? Yeah. Like, decades before, or even longer than the events of Fusion, correct? Yeah. Do We also know that the Chozo and the Galactic Federation had communication with each other, to an extent. Correct? Somewhat? Yeah, kind of. Kind of? Kind of, kind of, sort of. I don't know. I guess Does it would it? depend on, on this, like, like when the the chozo created the metroids because if it was a long time ago which i think it probably was it makes sense that the federation wouldn't have known about the x and i guess it makes sense if you think that like they didn't know about the metroids either until the space pirates took them from from sr388 so yeah i i that's that's interesting though like when when did they know about the x and when did they realize it's i think like during the course of of the events of metroid fusion is clearly when the federation starts to really look at the potential of the X, but yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it, uh, I guess if you look I, at it that way, they, maybe they didn't know about them before. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm kind of wondering is like, obviously when fusion was made like 20 years ago, when fusion was made. I think at the time it's like, no one knew about the X except the Chozo. Right. Um, and the Federation and Samus were all learning about the X of the first time. Whereas now I'm thinking about it now that we, how everything has worked out and what we know, like, is there a chance that like, would the Chozo have shared the information about the X at all with anyone? Maybe potentially the Federation. Like, I don't know. Would they have potentially have known earlier? I still, I guess the answer is no, but just something I've, I've thought about here. I yeah. think, yeah, I think it probably, I think the answer is probably no, because it's almost like the Metroids overshadowed the X. Like they knew that they made Metroids, but they didn't know why they made Metroids and why they were so important. Yeah, I mean, um, the Metroids were also so effective at getting rid of the X yeah. that, like, they essentially became extinct until the Metroids were exterminated by Samus, which is why they were able to come back yeah. so hard, which... So that makes sense, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the enemies in this uh, yes. in this sector that stick out. And I, there's a few, and I'm sure that we probably have a few of the same ones, but I want to start off with one that has always captivated me, and this enemy is I'm... called Ever. And oh, for oh. anyone that does not know what Ever is... It looks exactly like Dragon from Super Metroid, but small. And um, it's probably just like a cute little callback to Super Metroid. But like in my brain, I'm always just like, man, were the Galactic Federation trying to like reverse engineer like a Dragon and like build a, a Dragon? Because it seems like they're trying to do a lot of other shady, shadowy stuff on this ship. Like, Well, weren't those things in Super Metroid too? Yeah, they, they were like the little, like basically yeah. like his, the Dragon's little kids. 
So, yeah, so uh, like I almost feel like they somehow got yeah maybe. a few of those and took them. Like that's I, I wonder how like some of these like um like how did some I, I'm assuming they bred obviously some of the the subjects or like some of the creatures they have on the ship, but I wonder how many of them they just straight up like somehow took from Zevis somehow at one point or they just I, used I don't know the DNA. Like how did they get that at all? I was kind of how did I they was get like, the DNA? I was like, is it like yeah. Noah's Ark kind of thing here? Like they gathered him before they left, or is it like Jurassic Park where they have like little samples yeah. of, of their DNA? I don't know. Well, be, well, I mean, I guess, I guess it makes sense. We know because in other M, I'm assuming they all got it from whatever was on the other M bottle ship because that's how yeah. they, that's what ends up happening for for Ridley. But okay, how do they get it all from onto the bottle ship? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, think that you got we don't there. see some of these things. We don't see Evers in other M. I don't think. So that wouldn't be explained. Nope. And and there's um, I, there's still a lot of potential for that story to be told. I think that could be kind of cool. See, I think that's interesting, though. I wish that wasn't explained. I wish it would be like, how did they get all this stuff off of Zevis if mm-hmm. it was blown up? Like, how do they do that? And I don't know. But, that yeah, that would have made a, a cool mission in a cool Federation Force game, but one that was cool, not one that was Metroid Prime maybe Federation in a, Maybe Force. in a Metroid game. Or that, yeah. just a straight-up Metro game, yeah. Yeah, or that. Um, but I, I've really... I've always loved those enemies. Obviously, they, they remind me of Dragon. It's the closest Dragon's ever got to reappearing in a Metroid game. Um, and they were tough. Uh, they, I always thought that they were pretty tough enemies. So they were the ones that stuck out to me, obviously. And then, uh, of course, this is where don't, you... Don't do it. Okay. Don't, don't steal nope, my nope. favorite. Okay, take it away. Okay. The Aqua Zabesians, the, the Aqua Pirates, yeah. the, the Aqua Mermaid, the, the, the Pirate Mermaids... These, I I thought these are always funny and goofy, but like cool enemies. Yeah. And you have like these, you obviously have the Skullterra fish like flying yeah. around or floating around, swimming around. And then you have these pirate X clones running amok and they end up fusing together to create this like third enemy type. But I've always thought they were really cool. They're actually fun. They're, they're fun to fight. Like they're aggressive. They'll aggro you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, they are essentially Skullterra fish, but they have. They look like the space pirates. It's, it's literally have like a, a little like tail and like claws. It's, it's like and it's like a literally mashing them together. I wish actually, because I think this concept is super cool. I wish they had done way more with that. I wish they had more enemy mashups using this concept of like mm-hmm. mixing two enemy types together, like mixing their DNA together using the X. They could have done that in the fusion. They could have done it in, in Dread. In Dread, they just kind of like, oh, some of these enemies are also X. Like, okay, like that happened in Fusion. I would have mm-hmm. loved it. Would have loved it in one of these games, either Fusion or I think more appropriately Dread as the sequel, if they had really ran wild with this concept. I almost feel like they kind of forgot about it, um, which uh, understandable, I guess. It wasn't a major part of the game, but it was such a cool idea. If they just took all their enemy types and made it possible for like an X to come by and mash one or two or three of, or two or three of them together and create a whole new enemy type. It would have been so, so cool. I mean, Dread had a lot of different cool, unique enemy types, fine, but, like, imagine it, it threw that into the mix. Like, that would have been a really awesome evolution of this little tiny but really cool concept that Fusion had. And the Aqua Zabizians, I think, were, like, the only ones in the game like this. I think maybe there's one other. Uh, there's the, I... they're the fish in Sector 4, too, which I was going to bring up, too. Like, the, the little red fish, when you... When you blast a couple of them, they merge together to create the blue fish, which is yeah, the Skullterra. That's yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's what merges with the with the space pirate. Yeah, so yeah. you have that. You have Those like are the only Pokemon two evolution. I can really 
thing. I wish goes. there was more of that. I love that I idea too. of enemy types me- me- like mixing together. I would love to see Metroid revisit that. I really loved uh, not even that, but just like there are some area. It might be even in sec. I think it's in sector five actually. But like when you have to to shoot the axe and you don't absorb them, and then they change into different enemies and they kind of influence yes. the puzzle. Or I I love that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. Like when you when you freeze the one and you start speed boosting on top of it, like I love that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm hoping that in the eventual oh, Metroid Fusion remake that that shows up in in full form because it was such game. a cool gameplay idea that mm-hmm. didn't get like utilized i don't think to its fullest potential but there's a lot of potential there to be really really cool um 100%. so yeah i agree um i i can't remember what these enemies are called but i figured uh, another pretty prominent uh enemy that you see in sector four and i think they're limited strictly to sector four are the little puff guys the little puff fellows that you need to freeze with your diffusion oh. missiles not oh the best. God. These these guys kind hate of annoying. these little guys. Yeah. I hate these little guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know what they're called, the little balloon dudes, but yeah. Definitely again memories of dealing yeah. with these little guys on my earliest playthroughs in the the under bottom section, the fish tank section of this game uh of this area of the game. Yeah. Like actually you can run into them I think pretty pretty quickly in the sector too because they mm-hmm. they block out uh you know, we talked about how you go from right to left, but if once you go either one room or two rooms, you can actually dip at the bottom and then go back towards the right, but you can't progress because these stupid fish are, are blocking your path and you yeah. know, you won't be able to progress for basically yeah. all, almost until the end of the game. Um, so those are, ugh, those are annoying. And I, again, I, I don't know what the enemy is actually called and it's, it's not an enemy so much as it's more so an obstacle, but just like the little um, tendrils, like the, uh, like the, they are, they act as a blockade. The thing I was just talking about that you have to freeze and they like five grow like the sponge-looking thing. Yeah. Um. God, I'm sure they have a name that I am just uh, completely because I know I'm pretty sure those things are in other sectors too. The they most are memorable yeah. ones. I remember is the ones that are in the Arctic section, and you have to freeze them. Yeah. Um. And you run over them there. Yeah, I don't remember what those are called. The the ones that stuck out for me. Um. Uh, we already we already mentioned a good deal of them, but what I could I looked up what their names were and I couldn't find them. But the little ones, the little guys I mentioned earlier, the ones that the little the shell creatures that throw the fire flame like the flames at you. No idea what those things are called. Always think about those when I think of this area. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find what they were called. If anyone knows what they're called, please let me know. Write to me. Um, um I oh no, couldn't find a name. I thought I had it. I found the I found the name for the puff guys actually. So the puff guys are powamps. Is their name Poamp? Poamp. Of course, of course. Yeah. How can you forget the Poamp? Poamp. I don't know. We uh, we just blew it. I guess. Real. I don't know what those yeah. are, are called either. So yeah, let us know if you know what they are. But they are they are tough. That one room you mentioned, I always remember that room and like the, the desperate yeah. dash to get that expansion because like it it feels like you're under siege in that room. Which I mean, you well, I always are. remember that one. I I got all the way to and I got only an expansion. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> for all that, I got an expansion. Like at least give me a like a save station. Or I mean, there's one over there. At least give me a cool room over the other side or I don't yeah. know, an upgrade. Uh, okay, well let's talk about bosses. And I guess uh, I shouldn't boss. say bosses because it's just boss. Uh, singular. Yes, yes. But yes. one of the better bosses in the game, I would say. Saris is a very very cool boss. Um, it's kind of strange that we haven't really seen Saris come back because I think that a lot of people would be has not come back. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be like very open to seeing Saris again. 
Um, I, yeah, love, I love Saris. Yeah. I love Saris X. Really cool boss fight. Um, not the hardest once you get the hang of it and the rhythm, mm-hmm. but um, really awesome. Yeah, it's the only boss fight in the area. I think it's. I think t- there's this area and I think one other area in the game that only have a single boss. So it's it's one yeah. of those. Um, has the speed booster critical. Um, so it's also a boss. I don't think you're gonna sp- skip on uh, speed runs either because you want that speed booster. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I thought about it looking back on it is it's a really cool evolution of the the bot wound fight from Super Metroid. Because yeah, actually it is yeah. Because you have, you know, Botwoon who's going in and out of those holes, so you kind of lose the, the the visibility. But the difference in that one is that Samus can kind of just stand there. You can see every hole that Botwoon's going to come out of at every time, to- like at all times. Um, you have this like kind of like third person view of, of the- everywhere that Botwoon's going to go, and he moves a lot slower. So then you kind of have Ceres who kind of amplifies all of that. Ceres is moving hundreds of times faster, right? Mm-hmm. Like just barreling around the room, and you also can't see Ceres. The entire time, like Saris is off somewhere else in the arena, you know, popping up on you at different angles where you can't necessarily see where he's coming from. And that kind of adds that element of surprise and like reaction time that's needed. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get the pattern down. You can like quickly, you know, stand in a place and turn and just like take the shots. Um, one aspect of the fight I like, especially towards the beginning before you kind of get the hang of it is like you kind of know you're going to get hit. You kind of take those shots and like you trade with them. Like I'm gonna get as close as, as as I possibly can to guarantee hitting you in the face, even if I get hit, which I really liked about it. I just love the high speed nature of it. But it's a nice mm-hmm. evolution from a similar boss fight coming into Super Metroid, amplified with higher speed, way more intense. Music is sick. Yeah. Um, all of that looks awesome. It's a cool boss fight. Um, I think it's one of the best. 2d metroid boss fights i wish the saris boss fight theme was in smash bros love this boss fight it's not the hardest once you get the hang of it eventually it just comes down to being in position and and facing the right way Mm -hmm. but it's a nice quick like all-out brawl that like goes zero to a hundred and is really cool and it's kind of earlier in the game ish so yeah it's not something that like um it's going to like be a crazy test of your skill, but it like really ramps things up pretty early and it's a lot of fun. So I and agree. it's a cool boss looking. It's like an awesome. Like, I don't know what that thing is. The design. Oh thing. yeah. Yeah. It looks it's awesome, like a big so. eel or something. It looks, it looks very yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 So big fan, big fan. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know, I've been uh, critical of some elements of Metroid fusion before, but I think an area that is like hits a home run is, is it's boss fights. Like the bosses are so awesome in this game. And like, Saris is no exception. He is. It's a super fun fight. Um, I always actually I go down into the water and fight Saris on the bottom, which kind of crazy. I, I don't know because he when you when you fight him, you can see like the three little bubbles where he'll he'll pop out of. So if you if you time it right, you can pop him with a missile and you can kind of see where he goes. But of course, the drawback is is that you don't have the gravity suit. So if like mm-hmm. if you're if he's coming for you, you're gonna get hit. So it. it it kind of adds a little extra danger to that fight for me too, which I really like. So um, yeah, a great fight. You touch on, you touch on all of it. I wish there was another boss fight in sector four. I don't know which mm-hmm. one, maybe you could have moved over here or which one would have even been appropriate, but um, yeah, I, like Saris, even, even if it's just Saris, like I think it's like a, a top boss fight in Metroid fusion. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would say it's the best one in Metroid fusion, but I think that speaks to just the quality of all of the different boss fights in the game. Cause like I said, they're, all of them almost to to a boss fight even like the storyline boss fights against against elephant bird and like the scientist like even those ones are really cool for what they're supposed to be so it's just uh 
yeah, it's a it's a collection of, of great bosses in this game, and Cyrus is no exception. Yeah, Cyrus is definitely one of them. I also, if you fall into that water, dealing with the core X is definitely a pain. That yes, you gotta be that. That is what I was more worried about. Not dealing with Cyrus, dealing with the core X. That yeah. was actually hard to land those jumps. Um, in terms of another boss, I think actually uh, putting a boss where the the security door area is in the the lower part. Yeah, like just put a room right before that. I don't know what kind of boss it would be. I don't know, maybe a giant skull Terra or something. You know, or a giant awkward Zubizian, something like that. Um, that could have been nice, but I kind of, I didn't, I was okay with that. I, I'm okay with not every sector being full of bosses. Mm-hmm. I thought Saris being the main attraction was more than fine because you also had like the the element of like the electrified water and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe even some... like an SAX encounter would have been cool before that. Not a boss that necessarily, been... but yeah, something. That would have been interesting, like seeing the SAX kind of like yeah. swim and trying to get to you, like like a slow motion kind of like runaway chasing. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm assuming that the SAX has gravity suit well, capabilities, I... but I guess it's wearing the various suits, so yeah. maybe not. Yeah, yeah that would have been that would have been intense. Um, so yeah, lots of different, uh, lots of different items that you can get in here by my count. We've got two energy tanks, nine missile expansions, three power bomb expansions, and of course the speed booster and the diffusion missiles. So nice little yes. haul that you get from, from this area. Um, talking about music, you mentioned it earlier. The Ceres boss theme is awesome. It's like, it's Ceres energetic. It's, it's, it, it pumps you up. It's just like, it's got that pulse to it that I, that I feel like I really love. And for what it's worth too. Um, I think that, uh, not, not that this is completely saying a whole lot, but I think that in terms of like main sector themes, I think sector four is probably my favorite. It's either sector four or sector five. And I think it's probably sector four. Cause it has that, like, I don't know that, that energetic little, like, do, 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 do. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's cool. Well, I love the fusion soundtrack it's so good i know you're a hater of it but the fusion soundtrack (laughs) is fantastic and this is a prime no pun intended example of that the both both tracks honestly sector four flawless across the board in terms of music i think i think it's one of the just straight across the board best performing musically for the series in terms of a sector because you have that main theme which has this like investigative like 80s like synthy thriller kind of theme like action like movie kind of vibes like you're going on like a mysterious adventure yeah like like, oh it's so good they they should have remade that for brennia and metro dread that would have been cool like that would have been like yeah like some of that stuff like that this going back and listening to this theme um I actually have it on right now. It's so good. And then it just keeps like building and like going to a different section. And it's so I wish Doom was on here to tell me all of these things of how good it is. But yeah. <laughs> like the it's so this is what's so great about this one is that when you listen to this track, like literally I would love for all of you at this either when you're listening to this show right now or maybe afterward, go back and listen to it like on its own. Like go find the, the soundtrack on YouTube or something and just listen to all the different elements in this song like all the like the layered like synths and instruments whatever but it doesn't feel like you're being bombarded like beaten down by all these different sounds like it all works together in like a nice cohesive harmony like it's perfect it's so good this theme (laughs) is so 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 good honestly i'm not gonna lie i think the 
Sector 4 main theme is one of the more most underrated Metroid tracks in the entire series. And I think it's one of the best ones, too. It's really good. It's really, really good. Okay. Really, really good. And I think the Ceres boss theme, to go back to that, which also is the Yakuza boss theme. So we got to give the mm. that boss also the credit. Wow. Fast paced. Like, matches it perfectly. Like, it is... They nailed it. They got the memo in terms of fitting a theme to the boss. And yeah, like I wish this theme made it to Smash Bros. I would make this the 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 track every time I played in tournament. Man, I, I would just I would love to hear it not on the Game Boy Advance. You know what I mean? Like it like remade or like uh like remastered or something like it like if they've remade Fusion, like to hear to hear that soundtrack with with a better quality hardware, I think would be would be awesome. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Um, yeah, because yeah, this... but it's still really good, man. Yeah, it's still really good. I mean, I I don't love it quite as much as you, but but it is it is like a really nice theme. Like I said, it's probably my favorite of the sectors. Maybe sector sector five has kind of a cool stillness to it. I feel like that I mm. that I really like. But yeah, this one kind of gets you gets you excited, gets some energy, gets you just kind of like peeking around the corner like you don't know what kind of danger is coming at you like it's cool fusion is so good at that fusion is always so good at that like creating this like building intrigue of what's coming up around the corner what's next like there's something bigger going on here let's figure it out and down to just tonally thematically like even down to the music nails it um, so let's talk about some of the uh, some of these expansions here in this uh, in this sector here, which I'm glad to hear that you've been flexing your hundred percent muscle. So we kind of well, talked I didn't to... my this last playthrough. I will admit because uh, I didn't have a lot of time. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Not that you need a lot of time to uh, you know go through it. No. But, um, but... So we talked about it earlier, but I I want to talk about it just again, just quickly. But that was the first expansion that I thought of in this sector was the glass tube. And uh, it's just mm-hmm. a just a regular old missile expansion, but you, the proud tradition of power bombing a glass tube comes back, makes me smile every time you do it, and you drop down into this like little tank, the tank within mm-hmm. a tank, and there's like like two aqua pirates, there's a bunch of of fish, there's it, there's just like a ton of different enemies there, and it's like oh god, and, like you don't have the screw attack or anything like that, so mm-hmm. you kind of gotta act quickly before you get completely bombarded by by enemies. This one always sticks out, uh, just, you know, I, like I said, I'm a sucker for uh, that proud Metroid tradition, so I, I, immediately when we were talking about expansions, I thought of this one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the ones that stick... I mean, the ones that stick out to me the most, I think I've already mentioned, I mm-hmm. think. So, like, the one in the in the room with the, the flamethrower guys and the one you just mentioned, like, the, the tank drop down with the, the Aqua Pirate. Um, there is yeah, one that I, I want to shout out that I think is really, really fun, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's right beside the, the level four locked door room where it's kind of like... Uh, almost like a hidden passage that you have to go through um, in, the, in the room, in the tunnel that's uh, subsequent right beside it and you got to go through and there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of enemies that are sequestered in this little block and they're golden enemies and you have to mm. to shoot them basically um or you have to shoot all the enemies until they turn into golden oh, enemies the crabs yeah. And, yeah and once you defeat the golden enemies then finally the door unlocks and i always i like that about metroid fusion too it does it in a few different places that that yes. you know we kind of talked about earlier we're like you have to defeat enemies, and then your first inclination is to absorb the X. 
but you have to not do that in order to actually get to the room that you want to go into. And this is one of the, the earlier examples of that, I, I think, in the game, even though it's like kind of hidden off. But I always really love that room. You get an energy tank from it, which is really cool. Um, there's a pretty like there's a pretty tricky shine spark uh, section in this one too as well. Um, not as tricky obviously as the hidden scene, but like you got to go through some of the coral rooms. I believe you need the screw attack in order to get rid of the big viney underwater reefy thing, and you have to shine spark um, straight up through an invisible section in the ceiling, and then you you come across a uh, a power bomb once you get there. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And like, you need to be like fairly precise. And I, I, I really like those kind of expansions where it's just like, you have to act like precisely and you have to be very calculated with your shine sparks and with your movements in general in order to get, you know, the expansion that, that you want. So that one stuck out to me as well when I was thinking of, uh, of expansions in this sector and like just some of the, like, you know, just some of the, I, the, the ones that you get along the way to the control pump room. Like, I think that, one of them that, that always stuck out to me again is, like, there's that one energy tank, but it's got, like, the the rubble in front of it. So, like, you can't access it from the way that you normally would on the way to the Sarah's yeah, fight. Yeah, like that steel beam yeah. kind of bent over it. Yeah. You, you kind of have to take, like, the, the back way in order mm-hmm. to get to it and go through a few tanks to, in order to get there. I, I've always thought that one was cool. And, like, just some of the, the hidden missile expansions, like, up and above uh, one of the rooms that's on the way to the um, pump room, I think are are pretty cool. There's there's nothing like I don't think that there's any expansions in this area that are as crazy as some of the ones in say like Sector Six or anything like that. But there's some like pretty pretty fun ones here and like pretty decent like challenges that you need to accomplish in order to get them. For sure, um, I don't have much to add on that, but I did want to go back real quick to to the main items of uh, the diffusion missile because this is the only game that it appears in mm-hmm. the entire series. Uh, we do get the diffusion beam in Dread and Other M, but it's not the same. It's not. It's like it's more based on the charge beam and not the the uh, ice beam or an ice missile. Mm-hmm. But this, to me, was always one of my favorite items in Fusion. And you were talking about precision with these shine spark things. The fu- diffusion missile is great because you don't have to be precise at all. You just let that let that bad boy go against the wall and just let like the big freezing snowflake just yeah. like d- take effect and like those what were those things called pompas or the balloon guys um uh what what did i say they're pompas pompas um, pompus yeah because you would use you can use the you use your diffusion missile to like freeze a bunch of those in place like at at distance and i always remember that so poamps 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 yeah (laughs) Um, so the diffusion missile, one of my favorite items. I wish it came back. Um, I think it was really, I, I liked infusion. I thought it was really interesting how they kind of mixed the ice beam and ice missile together. And mm. it was kind of, I think a way for them to like get around Samus's ice weakness somehow, I think a little bit. And also just kind of like a clever way to like reintroduce. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was cool. I, I liked the diffusion I, I like missile. that. I wish, I wish it came back. Um, and then also just something that I was, when I was looking up some stuff real quick before the show, um, I actually learned that the speed booster in both Fusion and Zero Mission has a um, a second slower startup time than it does in Super Metroid. Apparently, Super Metroid's speed booster startup time is a second, while mm. for Zero Mission and Fusion, um, it is two seconds. Hmm. So I learned that. Other M's is, I think, over five seconds it takes for it to, to uh, start up. Yeah, that that makes sense. I remember other M being kind of slow. Uh, you know, 
I know that there's ways, um, and I've tried to do it, it mostly in Super Metro, never in Fusion or Zero Mission, but like to to short charge your speed booster, and like that's a it's a big yes, speed well, running thing. It's and, a big thing in Super Metro. I know that because that's oh, I think we have to do to do uh, the Ocean Fly skip. Yeah, to do a short charge there. Yeah. I, I remember trying for like an hour one night, to, like in that little criteria section by the wreck ship to mm-hmm. to yep, get it going yep. on, and pff, I don't know how these guys do that, but it's uh, takes a lot of skill in order to to do that. Um, so so yeah we, you know i don't really know of any like super crazy glitches that exist in sector four aside from uh you know the hidden scene which isn't a glitch it's just you have to be really 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 good in yeah, order to do that it's yeah let's try anything um so yeah i mean that's pretty much uh that's pretty much our report on on sector four and underrated you know i i think when we started this show i, I had a more of a I guess a lesser opinion of the sectors in, in Metroid fusion. Cause they're like, they're all, they're bite sized They're smaller sectors, most of them. And I think I've kind of shed away a little bit of that as, as we've done this show and as it has went on and, you know, I had a chance to do a Metroid fusion guide and had a chance to play just like a lot more Metroid fusion. It took me a while, but I, I, I think I, you know, I do have a more of a, an appreciation for these for, and not just for sector four, but like almost for all these sectors and how they kind of intertwine together to make like, one really really strong really atmospheric really potent um area so but in terms of like the individuality i think sector four is like a really really strong sector lots going for it good music cool items great boss fight and cool enemies so i mean like if it's not my favorite sector it's it's high up there i'll say that definitely took the words right out of my mouth it's it's really has so much cool so many cool aspects to it that I think just make it really fun to be in. It's, you know, it has the cool music, has the cool enemies to fight against, has cool items. You get awesome boss fight. And it's a nice, it's a, it's a fun twist and a layered twist, like a diverse area on like your, like your classic ward water area in a video game. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not just the water area. It's um, a, 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 like a, a Marine tank maintenance lab area. It's, you know, the, the electrified water area that gets drained. It's the actual fish tank itself. Like it, has some cool elements to it. Um, yeah, I think for Fusion, you, you look at it as maybe just one big kind of map almost that's so intertwined. And even an area like this, they give you a way to come back in and and delve into it in a whole new way and, and uncover and peel back those layers yourself. Mm-hmm. And just like it, it works really well in the rest of the game, it works really well here in Sector 4. Um, I will say again, I think some of the most some of the best music in the series, period, in sector four i love the music in this like it just hearing it takes me back to playing this game in the game boy advance like as a kid yeah incredible incredible area i always love diving into fusion areas it's 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 really cool because i don't mind a game doing like the classic oh the the grassy area the fire yeah. volcano area if, if it makes sense and they do interesting things with it and this game does that it it's not only a unique and interesting area but the story reasons for why it is how it is makes sense and are interesting and compelling. So I'm glad we were able to jump back into this. Always love jumping back into fusion. Still my favorite 2d Metroid of all time. And uh, yeah, if you haven't played fusion, check it out. If you have played fusion, go jump back. Check it out. Dive back in, dive back in. um, And yeah, let us know what, what do you think about this section? Is it one of your favorites? Is it, uh, is it one that you don't think is one of your favorites? Do you love the music as much as we do? Do you love the bosses? What do you think about it? Let us know. Love yeah. to hear your thoughts. Uh, let us know over on Discord. And I will say this is my parting thought to uh, to Sector 4. 
I think a lot of times in uh, in games, at least for me, you get to the water area and you're just like, oh god, here we go. And I never feel that with mm. Metroid Fusion in, in Sector 4. Yeah. Like, I, I always look forward to it. I look forward to it, yeah. yeah. I look forward to it, yeah. So, for what that's worth, I think it does a really that good job. That says a lot. Yeah. That says a lot, yeah. Um. So, yeah, let us know what you think about Sector 4. Check us out over on Discord. Uh, join join us. We're, we're talking Metroid all the time. We, we even had this Sector debate not that long ago. My answer changes every day, so you could probably influence me. <laughs> With, uh, you know, which sector is the best, which one Have is... we ranked? Have we done a definitive sector ranking I, in Fusion? I don't know. Maybe that should be something. Maybe we something. have to do that. Yeah, yeah. That might have to be on the on the docket coming up there. But yeah. I, I feel like my answer would be, like, completely different if we did it, like, two weeks later or a month later. But I guess mm. that's part of the joy of doing those. So, uh, yeah, let us know. And let us know over on Twitter, too, at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, check us out, too. I'm at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore... Um, Alright, well we are going to get out of here. Make sure to check out OmegaMetroid.com if you're playing Metroid Fusion. All kinds of walkthroughs, guides, boss items, everything. Check it out. Um, and as well, if you uh, if you want to take your, your enjoyment of Omega Metroid to the next level, check us out over on Patreon. We got uh, a couple new series we got going on there. We made our our uh we had a great episode on the Super Mario Bros. movie. That was fun. <laughs> yes, yes, that was a good one. Yes, we got our um our movie chatter yes it was it was a lot it was it's worth the price i'll tell you that right now it was a good show uh so yeah and uh of course check us out wherever you get your podcast like and subscribe if you've got a metroid fan in your life they don't know about this podcast tell them where they can go and get their weekly metroid fix uh that my friends is going to do it for us we will be back here next week so until then everybody take care